analysis. Today is January fifteenth, Monday. Uh, from the last video, had been almost a week. So uh, it's a usual January for me, I guess. You know, not not really that aggressive to trade the market. I still placed few trades between uh, the last video and this video. But anyhow, let's get into what had happened. So January, the first thing so far, we are already in mid-January. You know, time goes really fast. Uh, the first notable thing, of course, is this global risk on sentiment. So if you have been uh, reading the news, you'll see it's pretty much all very positive news. You, you, it's very rare we have this kind of a, a positive sentiment globally. You know, haven't been happening for quite some times. So of course, from the U.S. equity to Asian, European, everybody is celebrating a good economic year so far. And uh, if you take a look at the commodity price that's right now in front of your screen, the commodity price also has been rally. You look at the copper market, you look at the iron ore, you look at the gold price, and you also look at the WTI. Everything rally to the upside. Now, in terms of major central banks, you have Bank of Japan, who who has always been very dovish. Actually, came out today, and 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 came out today or Sunday, you know, Asian time, and gave a quite hawkish comment, saying that inflation had picked up. They're very looking forward a, a very good uh, economic growth. And you had a similar pattern happening in ECB. Now, ECB was the biggest surprise because we already had a couple members came out giving a very hawkish comment. Now that is something you need to understand because what happened in Europe in 2017, why we have a lot of uh, Euro sellers or buyers and things like that, it was never about the economy. Okay, because if you look at the data of the Eurozone, it had, al it had already been a very steady uptrend. So what caused Euro to have sudden drop last year was all sentimental base. And most notably is the ECB. The reason is because if the decision maker, okay, the person or the entity that has the power to stop the quantitative easing or to raise hike the interest rate or to cut the interest rate, if the person change the direction or shift, that would be a significant impact. And that's what happened in 2018 so far, that ECB completely changed the direction to the upside. So obviously that's very positive for Euro. Then it comes to Bank of Canada, same thing happened. They have a very positive job data, which fill up this rate hike expectation that is about to happen this Wednesday right here. Okay, so I see expectation is a 0.25% rate hike. And what happened to other central banks? You know, all in all, it's a very strong risk on sentiment and strong market. However, that does not mean the party is going to continue forever. Right? A lot of people already have this doomsday perspective saying that this is just the, uh, the end of the big bubble burst. Now, I don't like to gaze what's going to happen because for me i frankly speaking i really don't know or don't think anyone can predict uh, especially for the timing right we might really at the end of the bull year since it has been for a bull market 
uh, pretty much ever since 2009, I think, if you terms of S&P. So pretty much it has been up for almost, yeah, almost 10 years. That's really a general economic cycle. You have a seven bull years and three bear years, things like that. So it has been a very, bull, a very long bull run. However, nobody can predict the timing. So it's best if you don't get into that habit. All right, so let's just get into each uh, currency market and I'll tell you what happened. So of course, first thing, let's look at the major uh, currency index. If you look at DAX, you see what I draw here? I think in my last video, I was saying that dollar might rebound because 91.32 seems to be a very strong support. And that was the case. And we have this regression channel and this is a daily chart. And I was hope I was looking for the to break out to the upside. And maybe we have a roadblock at 95, 97 respectively. However, that was not the case. Euro dollar, uh, sorry, dollar continued to drop and break below this very important 91 handle. Today we are at 9046. Now that's obviously a very negative picture for US dollar, but this is the price action side. So let's take a look at the fundamental side. So what happened? Why do people keep selling US dollar? Uh, the first thing I understand, yes, Federal Reserve is going to hike interest rate probably two or three times this year. That's their agenda. But regardless of that aspect, you have to understand that's not something new that had already been priced into the market. So what is a bigger fundamental reason for people to sell US dollar is because we simply do not have enough inflation for the Federal Reserve to change its mandate. So if the US inflation continue to remain low, then the Fed is not going to hike interest rate more than three times. And that means the market will not change its uh, bait for the US dollar to the upside. Okay, so another, another thing to understand is that Fed is, is not controlling the market. So basically what the Federal Reserve is doing is to respond or react to the market reaction. Okay, this is a very important concept. So the market will always take a more dominant role and the Federal Reserve will try to stabilize it. That means if you want to know what's going to happen to Federal Reserve, you want to see the inflation data first. And so we can see the inflation data for US, it has been growing, but it's not growing to a point that is out of control. It's not growing to a point that Federal Reserve has to tighten interest rate very, very fast in order to curb the, uh, the inflation. That was not the case, you know, for the US inflation. Another thing to understand is why we will have inflation. Okay, inflation obviously can come to a, a lot of different reasons, but in terms of US, the most uh, prominent reason that we might have inflation uh, in terms of people's argument is that the employ unemployment rate is at all time low. So if unemployment rates at all time low, everybody's having a job, then obviously uh, people are gonna make more money, people are gonna spend more money, the, the, the producer cannot hire more employee, they have to raise the wages. That was not the case for the US. And a lot of different people trying to explain why it's not the case. I don't really know if there's a correct answer, but all I know is it's just simply not the case. We see the average hourly earning is still 
at 0.3% with the highest one is 0.5, it's still not going high enough to push the inflation higher. Now, third most important aspect, I think, myself, that I, I actually missing is that US dollar will always go up if you have enough buyer, right? This is a simple supply and demand. So if you have more demand for US dollar, then obviously dollar will continue to go higher. Now, what would be the demand for US dollar is when people want to either invest in US, they need to do business here, or they want to buy US asset. Means if they want to buy the US equity, or if they want to buy the US bond. What happened right now is uh, none of those are strong enough. So we see that although there's a lot of you know uh, policy for like buy American, making American from Donald Trump, but the global market, the emerging market, is still taking a more prominent role in terms of the global economy. Second thing is you probably heard the rumor that the Chinese government is thinking that they're going to buy less of the U.S. Treasury. And that means that they are going to have less demand for U.S. dollar. Because if they are not going to buy the U.S. Treasury, they don't need to have that much U.S. reserve. And you also heard rumors, or I'm not sure if rumor or news, that the ECB or the Swiss bank are thinking to I forgot which bank, but they're, they're, the major European bank, either ECB or Switzerland, are thinking to change their reserve. They open up to uh, Chinese yuan. So there's a lot of central bank are start, uh, basically they start to scale back the demand for US dollar. Obviously, because US dollar is losing value. That's the first thing. But second thing is that US dollar is losing the global, uh, global role in terms of dominance. So there's less, less demand in a global scale for demand for US dollar. You have different central banks, they might change up their reserve, uh, they might, maybe will reserve more Chinese Yuan, they might even reserve more Euro. But all in all, there's less global demand for US dollar. If that's the case, then that will be a bigger dominant role, more than the interest rate, more than inflation, and more than the Federal Reserve, because that's the fundamental supply and demand. If the global player, which is the country, right? Different countries, if they decide they don't need US dollar anymore, then obviously they're going to sell US dollar in exchange for other currency. That's going to tank US dollar even further. So that is a very, very strong, uh, strong force that you do have to take into consideration. Okay, so that's basically what happened to the global view right now. And that's why I think US dollar continuing to drop, regardless of a lot of people thinking, oh, isn't the Federal Reserve going to raise the interest rate? Yes, they will, but they're only doing that if the inflation is really going higher, higher, or higher than expected, then they might raise more. But regardless of the, uh, the inflation is that there's less demand for the US dollar. That was the, that's the major reason why dollar basically just keep dropping it. Okay, now of course, if you look at the price action, this is just a daily chart. So we might have a lot of rebound. Something to look out for is right now there's a, a excessive amount of seller in the US dollar, and it's also excessive amount of buyer in the Euro dollar. Okay, so if you look at uh, the futures contract, I don't have a premium service here. This is a free service, so I, I cannot really look way back, but if you just look at euro just for now you can already see 
that the large speculation at at higher high right compared to uh, a year ago we're really at all-time high right now and that's for euro if you take a look at dollar dollar is still i think neutral still neutral that means there's still room for dollar to drop but there might be capped room for euro to go up same thing as japanese yen you have a lot of seller into japanese yen and really at a very low point okay this is something you also have to take into consideration because as a trader this kind of volume will affect the market okay so as i mentioned dax keep dropping you know everything's beginning of this year or from last year or pretty much every you know from 2017. euro obviously it's a very nice uptrend same as british pound and japanese yen not so much but the good thing is you stop um, going lower low so basically it's a range bound now a lot of traders jump into buy japanese yen i wouldn't really do that myself because regardless of how hawkish the bank of japan has changed the fact is that japan is an export country so they still need the currency to uh, lose value they still need currency to be lower than other currency in order to survive in the economy so all in all japanese yen yes you have a shortened momentum and sentimental push but it's really not a currency i'm interested in to buy unless they stop the quantitative easing altogether and the inflation you know suddenly becomes so high but that's not the case right now so for me this kind of short-term movement not really uh, interest me commodity market as i mentioned you know continue to go higher now do we have aside from sentimental reason do we have a demand is there a fundamental reason yes for the copper there's still high demand from china and as long as the Chinese economy continue to grow, we will see a further upside to the copper market. The second thing is that Chinese is uh, controlling a lot of, they are basically battling the uh, pollution problem right now. That means that they are actually eliminate a lot of local producers. If, they, if the local producer produce a lot of lower grade uh, commodity for, for copper or iron ore or something else, that will pollute the uh, country more so what happened is they will actually have more demand for the commodity from australia so of course the major beneficiary for this is the lc for these iron ore and copper now major beneficiary for oil obviously is canadian dollar now oil from last year opec passed the uh, extension for the uh, output curb deal we have a couple new events of course first is the iran protest that uh, shock the market because people think the oil output will be disrupted. Then we have Venezuela continue to have a civil protest, civil matters. So all these fuel up the ongoing oil. And the most important thing you have to understand why is all the commodity price shoots up is because all of them is denominated in US dollar. So as long as dollar drop like what we have right now, commodity price will continue to go up that means if you buy against us dollar directly let me see if Aussie dollar dollar cat will have a most direct beneficiary for these kind of correlations okay so major currency euro dollar obviously you can see from uh, beginning of this year or even last week in this daily chart it has really shoots up and most important is it has broke above the last year's high is 2092 do we have a euro dollar here uh yes okay let's take a look at eight hours 
So you can see it's very, very strong demand. Basically broke last year's high 2092, right now almost at 200 pips above that. So very strong momentum. Again, today we do have another hawkish comment from ECB member. Now, obviously, I personally not going to jump in and buying this, but I am in Euro loan myself. Uh, very interesting to buy Euro dollar. Obviously, I missed the trade. I didn't have find a chance, couldn't find a chance to get in last week and uh, pretty much missed this whole rally. So we'll have to see what happened. I definitely don't want to get into more Euro loan or, at this moment just because I feel like uh, the position for the Euro is really over overbought at the moment. So I want to wait for at least for it to drop first because a lot of uh, positions overextended. So that's for Euro dollar and cable also rally. Now cable rally, not so much for any positive news. I know there's a lot of speculation for a soft pre-exit, uh, Prime Minister may shuffle her cabinet. All those things sounds like the major reason, but not it's not really the major reason. Really major reason for British pound versus US dollar to rally is because dollar weakness. Okay, so tomorrow we will have an important data from uh, UK, which is the CPI. That means that will be if this CPI, the expectation is is lower than last time. But if we have something 3.1 or higher, then obviously cable will continue to go higher. So does British pound, because British pound hasn't had too much uh, negative pre-exit news so far. Another thing about British pound is that people are expecting uh, the pre-exit cause a lot of a lot of low unemployment rate. Basically, there's a lot of migration, right? A lot of migration out of UK because a lot of uh, European citizens decide to not stay in UK after the pre-exit. The future is just so uncertain. So if they're moving back home, you already read the news that a lot of companies couldn't find workers. If that's the case, they have to raise the wages. If the wages go up, then the inflation will also goes up. Obviously, that's just a hypothesis. We have to see what happened to the labor market data before we jump in the gun and, and, and make that predicament. But as for now, if tomorrow the CPI is going higher, uh, obviously cable will go higher, but also I think British Fund will continue to benefit from that. Right now, really, the most disrupted or the biggest risk for the market rally to stop, there I think there are only two. The one is that uh, the collateral uh, effect, if people stop buying, okay, if you have less buyer, doesn't matter what whatever reason, if they decide to take their profit and that costs a little bit retracement, which caused a lot of panic and the retracement become a reversal, that will see a huge downside. But that might be short-lived because that's just a price action. Second thing that's more worried is the, is the inflation, if the US inflation shoots up. So if the US dollar, if the US inflation shoots up, that means the Federal Reserve have to hike interest rate further. That will obviously shock the market because that means dollar will rebound to get more strength. If dollar become more expensive, that will collapse the equity market in US. And that will also cause the bond market to drop because now the interest rate has to go higher. Now the bond market has already, uh, a lot of people say bond market already in a better market because the two year yield and 10 year yield already goes a very, very high point. Uh, 
Let's see if we can see it. So this is just, you know, just to give you a very quick, broad uh, view of the correlation of each market. Of course, it doesn't mean it's going to happen in that way, right? It's something you have to understand. Also, it does not mean it will happen tomorrow, right? It's just to keep you, give you some fundamental uh, reason in mind. So government bond 10-year yield. So this is not a yield. This is a 10-year uh, price, I think. I should go to daily. Just give me one second. And I'd like to look at line chart. So U.S. bond yield. Okay, here, 10-year yield. So yeah, so the yield, as you can see, continue to go higher. Now, obviously, the yield and the bond price is it's inverse correlation. So the bond price really dropped. The 10-year yield continue to go up. Now, again, why would not U.S. dollar follow this? Because, as I say, although the yield will be the guideline for the Federal Reserve, but it's not going to change the fact that there's a less interested party to buy US dollar. But it might. Okay, one of them has to follow each other. So either the yield, either the US dollar will start following the yield, or the yield will start following the US dollar. Or you might see an extended period of inverse uh, relation. It might happen, right? Nobody knows because we're at a very new economic cycle, a very new economic era right now. The reason is because right now so many technology has come out. So it's not like before the old economic model will not be disrupted or, disrupted or changed. It will be, uh, again, because of the new technology. We might really have the situation that you have a very low unemployment rate, everybody has a job, but you don't have a wages, wages inflation pressure because everybody's getting a very little pay. Why? Because we all rely on the machine. The machine can do more than us. So we still need the people to operate machines or robot, but we, there's no demand basically to pay workers. So, so it, it could be it could be the future. We don't we never know. So what I'm trying to say is that yes, in the traditional economic sense, the EL goes higher, US dollar will follow, or the other way around. But it might not be that case for now. Now Aussie dollar obviously also had a very nice rally, direct beneficiary from the commodity market and dollar weakness as well. Now Aussie dollar will be something very interesting to buy as well. But again, everything if you're not in right now, really don't jump in. You know, wait for a, a, a wait for a little bit retracement. You might not it might not happen this week or next week, but it's really better than you buy at a high. Okay. Uh, Euro pound not so much happening in terms of a daily perspective because you know Euro is strong, but you're also British pound is also strong. Dollar CAD continued to go lower, and the uh, Euro Swiss also going higher. Now Aussie New Zealand, let's talk about New Zealand, right? New Zealand is a very interesting uh, currency right now. The current risk on sentiment obviously benefit New Zealand a lot because they are the most high yield currency, as you can see right. Uh, okay, well, I couldn't find it. it. Used to have a currency. I think maybe it's a calendar here. Yeah, right here. So you see, one point seven five percent. That's a current bank rate. So they are the most high yield currency. So a lot of people like to buy it against Japanese yen as a carry trade. Uh, but that's a global market. In terms of the domestic business, today we have the New Zealand business confidence. Look at that, negative twelve. 
that's a huge drop because you expand out. The last time you have a negative number was in 2015. Why would people lose confidence over the government? Well, obviously, same as last year, because the new Labour Party government was deemed to be more like left wing, and that obviously are not so friendly toward the business environment. However, that doesn't mean New Zealand dollar will drop. That's just something to keep in your mind that the current rally in New Zealand dollar is not really any strength from the country itself. It is really from the global market. So once the risk sentiment shift, we might see New Z dropped very fast. Because of that, I'm actually interested to sell New Z to, to, to sell New Z against other currency. Obviously, I'm not going to sell against dollar. The dollar is really the weakest currency. But I'm interested to sell against other commodity currencies such as Aussie, or New Z cat. Okay, so let's take a look at what happened. Um, I had few trades I took and out between last video and here. Okay, so I, I, I'll try to do a video once again, you know, once a day just to that people can learn more and take advantage of it. So basically, uh, I did took Aussie Swiss the beginning of January. I like again the fundamental why Aussie will be stronger than Swiss. As I already mentioned, the current risk on sentiment is very, very strong. So I got in actually at this box. I, I saw this uh, breakout. Let me close this. It's just it's too confusing. So I close. I, I, I saw a breakout of uh, saw a breakout of this regression channel to the high point of here. I put my stop loss here and basically just write this up. I had my one on one. I didn't take it because I was expecting a further upside for Aussie. And that was not the case. I think we had a, a one or two uh, negative data from Australian. That obviously uh, caused the pair to couldn't rally even further. So basically it got stopped out at break even. So that was one of the trade I took, I think uh, two weeks ago that is already out. Dollar cat, of course, this trade was in last year. I'm still in this trade, move to break even already, and I'm really looking forward to see what's going to happen this Wednesday from Bank of Canada. Because of Bank of Canada raise interest rate obviously going to be very uh, positive for Canadian dollar. If they don't raise interest rate, which I think is not a big surprise, it's still gonna be very positive for Canadian dollar in the in this quarter because then we will, we will have more probability for Bank of Canada to raise interest rate in March. There's few 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 reasons they might not raise interest rate, right? Although you have an expectation of higher zero point twenty five percent, few reason they might not raise interest rate. First is the real estate market; they have introduced a new mortgage rule uh, starting January twenty eighteen, so. A lot of people thought the biggest market in Canada is the oil market. It's not really the case. The biggest market is the service sector. And one of the biggest component in the service sector is the real estate. So Canada can definitely not afford to lose the real estate market. And they already introduced this mortgage rule this January. So right now they already decreased a lot of housing activity for January. That means if at this point they raise interest rate again, they will curb the housing market even further. I'm not sure if this one of the thing they will consider uh, when they raise interest rate or not raise interest rate, but that's worth something worthwhile to think about it because they might not raise interest rate, 
just because the concern for the real estate market, or they might just go ahead and raise interest rate. The second concern, of course, is the NAFTA deal. We had a cat dropped uh, last week because the worry Donald Trump is gonna pull out of the NAFTA deal. Obviously, I think that would be a bigger risk for Canadian dollar or for Canada overall, because that is even more important than you know the interest rate or the real estate market things like that. Because if they curb the real estate market, that would just be a, a, a short-term to medium-term activity, right? The, the mortgage rule is just for the first-time buyer, so it's not really going to affect a lot of a wealthy buyer in Canada. But if the NAFTA gets affected, pull out completely, that that's going to be a big shock for the market. Canada has seventy percent of export to the U.S. If they lose this big market. It's gonna be catastrophic. Not only for Canada, it's gonna be catastrophic for U.S. as well, and not to mention for Mexico. So I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, I don't think it's gonna happen this this month. If it if it's gonna happen, but we will see what happens. That's really one of the biggest major major risk for Canadian dollar. Okay, so my dollar can, of course, I'm still in set to break even. I was hoping, you know, we'll see what happens in Wednesday. Yeah, and see if we can have a further drop to the downside. I do hoping, or basically, it doesn't matter if Bank of Canada going to raise interest rate or not. I do hoping we have a buy rumor sell fact. In fact, that's why I took another cat trade. I took a cat yen. I was looking at cat Swiss or cat yen. Okay, and eventually I picked cat yen because it break out of the channel already, right? Where in cat Swiss not really have any action. We're still within this channel. I took a cat yen, obviously got filled in at the top of this box. Uh, stop loss here, I'm still like a little bit a little bit drawdown right now. So we'll see what happened between today. Obviously today is uh, Martin Luther King Day, so we don't really have much uh, liquidity. But we'll see what happened uh, later on today and all the way until Wednesday. We'll see if we have a risk on, we have a buy rumor sell fact so I can actually move to break even for this trade. Newsy, as I mentioned, something I'm looking to sell, but I do need a catalyst. I don't wanna, you know, because the risk sentiment is very strong right now. So I really don't wanna sell Newsy in this kind of environment. Newsy can be something very interesting. If if Wednesday Bank of Canada really raise interest rate, then Newsy can will be something I'm interested in to sell. Okay. Now, obviously, euro is very strong right now. So I took a euro yen last week again at the top of this box. Already moved to break even, and we'll see what happened to euro. If we can have a further rally, breakout in one thirty six sixty four. If that's the case, I will try to write this trade. Uh, obviously, euro yen did not rally as much as euro dollar because the Japanese yen strength. But all in all, still not a bad trade in terms of the fundamental bias. For Euro Swiss, I couldn't get a chance to get in, so this one obviously rallied way much higher. Okay, but I just didn't have a chance to get in last week, so uh, I picked Japanese yen instead of Swiss franc. I think it's because I oh yeah I remember it's because I'm already I'm already at Aussie Swiss oh that's why I couldn't take a Swiss franc trade I try not to overexpose myself in more than one uh, currency or same currency Euro dollar obviously biggest winner of 
this week so far. You know, it dropped out. Now I was very interested to buy Euro Dollar, but because of the CPI from US, I last week I basically stopped because I feel that we already have a very negative dollar, and the CPI data is not was not that negative for me to get in. So obviously I didn't expect a further comment today for ECB to. Uh, boost the euro. Euro New Zealand will also be something I'm interested in to buy, uh, but I'm just kind of worried. Just as the same, that euro is really at the old time. The bet is overextended. A lot of people are buying euro right now, so I really maybe want to see uh, a breakout in this channel first before I jump in to buy euro New Zealand. Aussie dollar again we. Don't really have any. Didn't really have any chance to get in for Aussie dollar. Aussie New Zealand. Uh, now Aussie New Zealand again. It's very interesting. I I know a lot of people like this pair, but uh, first of all, both Aussie and New Zealand are direct beneficiary for the risk on sentiment. Why did Aussie lose strength against New Zealand? That's something you have to take into consideration. All in all, Aussie does not have that much. Strength domestically versus New Zealand, you know, a lot of Aussie strength really come directly from the copper market and iron ore. So once that part shift, you will expect to see Aussie lose even more versus New Zealand, and or or you might see this pair goes in a sideways. So we do need, as at least for me, I do want to see a. Good catalyst for Australian. I don't want to see a catalyst for copper or iron ore. I want a real catalyst. Maybe the inflation is higher than expected. Maybe they have a good GDP. Maybe they have a good labor market. All right. I want to add these these three major indicators: in, inflation, uh, employee, and uh, GDP. If one of them between now and then can have a very good data, then I will be interested to buy Aussie versus New Zealand. Otherwise, I think you might. Go with Aussie dollar or Aussie yen, Aussie Swiss will be a much safer trade if you want to write down the current sentiment. Now Aussie yen obviously、uh, looks like we find a support at 33%. Might continue to go higher. I'm already overexposed in the Japanese yen, so I don't want to take Aussie yen. Also, I really want a retracement to 50% before I get in. So I really, it's not that attractive for me for now. Okay, Aussie Swiss, as I mentioned, you know, same thing. I want to at least some sort of retracement down here, all right, before I can, before I can, before I can get in this trade. Okay, so I want to maybe. The the good thing is this this one already break this channel right now, so we might see a further. See, we already broke out, so I want to see this low gain take out. And maybe we reverse the trade to the downside and to taste the fifty percent before I consider to take this trade. Okay, so right now we're not even at there. We're twenty three percent. So really, I think best area for me to even think about it will be here. Okay, so if we have something right in this area, that would be that would be good, providing if the risk sentiment is still very positive. A dollar obviously is the worst currency right now, but as I mentioned, we might really overextend it in a lot of dollar pairs. 
Uh, so I wouldn't really just getting excited, say, all right, dollar Swiss, I can buy at this uh, 60%. I wouldn't really do that. I really want to see a catalyst for the US dollar to go up. Now, mind you, we might see US dollar reverse just because uh, there's a lot of, might, might be some trader decide to take some profit. But for the US dollar to go upside uh, in a more certain way that you want something comes from the economy. And right now, the most prominent one will be the inflation data. So if you see any sort of inflation data that's going really high, higher than expected, that would be a good cue for the US dollar to reverse its course for 2018. But same thing apply unless that happened, 2018 might still be another bearish year for the US dollar. Dollar yen, uh, oh, this one I got, I got stopped out at break even. I don't know if I mentioned in my last video. But basically, sorry, let's go back to eight hours. So basically, it uh, break out this low. I think my, my, my break even was at somewhere here. So this one break out this low. Now this whole cycle is still, uh, it's still here, it's still valid, right? If you draw from the longer degree time frame, like eight hours, we are really still here and now tasting 60%. Now for Japanese yen, as I mentioned, no matter how good it is, the one thing is not going to change. They still need the yen to stay weak in order for their export business to to keep going. Uh, obviously, one one zero will be a very critical technical support, and the last one, of course, will be one hundred one hundred five or one hundred. Right, one hundred is, is really way below here. So one one ten will be the first one. You can see how you're going to react to this. Okay. So that's pretty much it. And for British pound, obviously I was really tempting to take it. Obviously I didn't, I missed it. I chose other pair. Pound yen, pound Swiss, all rally, cable also rally. Now for British pound, um, I didn't do anything for these past two weeks because I, I didn't have a good catalyst to take it, you know. So again, you have a strong rally in cable, that's because dollar is weak. It's not because any good news from Britain. However, that might change tomorrow if the CPI come out higher than 3.1%. So we will see what happens because this will be the major factor. Okay, this will be the major factor for Bank of England to turn to hawkish or to possibly raise interest rate. Okay, and another reason, as I just mentioned, the labor market, the wages that might push Bank of England to act as well. So let's see what what else we have. Oh, that's that's the uh, cryptocurrency uh, account. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of uh, maybe putting some uh, speculative money into it because a lot of people asked me, and I didn't really trade my main account in the cryptocurrency because I. Frankly speaking, just don't know how to trade it. Uh, you know, I, I don't have enough knowledge in, in that aspect. But in terms of speculation, I think, yeah, if I maybe put 1% per trade, things like that, then I am still able to maybe put 0.5%, 0.7%. It's just like uh, gambling for me, basically. If, if I watch UFC, I like to gamble. So that that would be uh, my concept for playing the cryptocurrency. Th I, I'm, doesn't mean it's a gambling for some people. They are 
uh, cryptocurrency trader, they obviously know they know a lot more than me. But for me, that's basically the way I look at cryptocurrency. So for me, I do maybe want to play around more like a, a sports bait. Okay, so aside from that, now this week, uh, obviously Monday is Martin Luther King Day. It's already passed today. Tomorrow, CPI from UK will be the most important data. Then you have uh, SMB Chairman Jordan Speaks. I don't think it's gonna shock the market for SMB. Um, Wednesday, obviously, the biggest event will Bank of Canada rate decision and a press conference. Okay, this, this is actually this this will be a very ra uh, volatile day. I think not only for CAD but for for US dollar as well. So this will be a very very important event. I think maybe this might be the most important event for this week. Then obviously the employment change, as I mentioned, I'm looking to buy Aussie if we have either a good employment, a good GDP, or good inflation. So if we have a good employment, and if the copper market, iron ore market continue to be supported, then I will be interested to buy Aussie. And which pair I'm going to choose? Well, either Swiss franc, Japanese yen, or Aussie New Zealand. If Tuesday tomorrow the GDP price is a negative number, that will be give me an even more good reason to buy Aussie New Zealand. So we have to see what happened on Wednesday. Thursday we coming out from the Chinese GDP, and uh, this will be important for the global market. Okay, and hence it will also be important because now everything is correlated. So obviously, expectation is a little bit lower, but uh, if it's come out as expected then it's not nothing to worry about what you need to worry about of course if something negative really happened if something a negative surprise happened that's going to really weaken the global market i think and that will be a, a bad sign a very bad very bad sign because we are we are in a very strong risk on sentiment for now for these past two weeks already so we have this is this will be important data basically and then building permit is not really important cool inventory not really important now, a lot of people say that uh, the crude might have a, a, a build, right? Why? Because now the oil price continue to go up. So of course, a lot of crude producers trying to take the advantage. I think this is just the same story as last year, right? You have an OPEC member continue to cut the oil output while you have a crude producer continue to take advantage of that. Don't think it's gonna change this, this kind of a, a, a TikTok war. I don't think it's gonna change too much. Uh, obviously, if you have a higher crude build, it's going to hurt Canadian dollar. But all in all, it's not going to be as important as a Bank of Canada rate decision. In fact, if you miss the rate hike, if you miss the CAD rally, then the crude build might be a chance for you to get in. Okay, that's just thinking that way. Friday, the retail sale from UK, not that important. And pretty much that will be it for, I think, the major events for this week. So again, tomorrow, UK data, Bank of Canada on Wednesday, and Australian data on Wednesday will be something looking to trade. Of course, Thursday, Chinese data will be something to look out for for the global market. All right, that's it for this week's weekly analysis. I'll try to do a daily video uh, again from tomorrow until the end of the week and just basically resume back to the market and producing content for you guys. Uh, if you have any questions, again, feel free to let me know. I'll be more than happy to help you out. All right. Thanks for watching. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.